welcome to the greatest show of all time. We're speaking in hushed tones. It's the Chris Vaccaro show, but he's sick. So it's the Chris Vaccaro and the flu show starring Chris Vaccaro and whatever virus he somehow got uh, doing who knows what. Chris, uh, how you doing today? Well, obviously not that good now that uh, the world knows I have the flu. Uh, I think they were figured out after that first. They was. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty true. Uh, fighting through it. This week, Nando uh, got hit with the flu pretty bad these last couple days, but uh, we had to give the people what they wanted and uh, get an episode out this week. And uh, here we are because we can't leave our listeners high and dry. Uh, heading in, heading into Brown. the <laughs> heading into the you know the busiest week, the the most difficult fantasy week of the season, and how, the most uh, important and the most important one. How hard did you get hit? with the buys and the injuries uh, to various quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, Nando, I think last week I kind of downplayed the the bye week situation for week 14 just because when you looked at the six teams on a bye week this week now as, as a whole, it was like six bad teams. But then as I went through my rosters, uh, you know, the ones that I see potential of going to the playoffs and making the playoffs – you know, each team is affected, whether it's one player or, you know, three players, four players. You know, each fantasy team is affected. Six teams is a lot of teams. When you think about it, you might have a defense here, a kicker that you got to replace. Even the littlest things, it's it's a lot. And I'll tell you why, Nando. You know, for and this is more to the high-stakes crowd, the the NFFC and the FFPC, FFWC crowds. Oh, um, where, uh, hold on. You never address them on this show. This is uh, quite the moment here. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> here's, here's the toughest part, and all these players know what I'm talking about, okay? And even, like, the GST League, you know, we don't have ad drops um, after this week. They're like, tonight, we're, we're taping the show on a Wednesday night. Um, you know, that's it. It's a wrap. We, you know, you put in your final bids, you set your team up for not only this week, week 14, but then if you're on the fringe of making the playoffs, you have to kind of look ahead, set your team up for weeks 15 through 17. So to circle back to the high stakes crowd. That's a silly rule. Uh, it, it isn't, but that's a different path to go down. And it's very fair and it's smart. And that's the re- and, and it and I like the fact that it's like that. Here's the thing, though, and this isn't – how do I say this? In in a lot of my past years, I've known my teams that are going to the playoffs as you're heading into this final week in week 14. So I've been able, I know from past experience, to set my team up, you know, for these three weeks, whether it's, all right, let me go get that extra defense because I want that defense in week, uh, you know, 16 and drop this sixth running back. But with all these week six, uh, week fourteen buys here, all these players out, you know, play teams might have four or five guys already out on a bye week that are good players that you you can't drop because you want to take them into the playoffs. You might also have one or two injured guys, and now you're dealing with constructed roster, you know, very thin rosters. Once you get through all that, so it's really tough. Moral of the story is what I'm trying to say is it's. This is very challenging. One of the most challenging weeks I can ever remember, Nando, just because you have to play it like, okay, I'm going to win this week. You got to set up a good team and a good starting lineup for this week to win. And then with your eyes also on, all right, well, if I do win, now I got to go for the next three weeks with 
the roster that I want. So really difficult. I'm having, I've been having a really difficult time the last couple of days with it. Do you uh, remember like after the, you know, when you listen back to the shows the next day and you're like, <clears throat> first 30 minutes of that show was so boring. Mm-hmm. I feel like you specifically talking to like the 1% of people who play high stakes leagues for 10 minutes. You're probably going to say that tomorrow. Think so? That's my 100% guarantee. Well, I think it's definitely more than 1% because I know because I speak to a lot of the high stakes players and everybody seems to, a lot of people seem to enjoy our show. So I'll have I to kid. disagree with you on that. I get it. It's, you know what? It's valuable for people to think ahead like this anyway. I get a lot of questions about, you know, have you looked ahead for these matchups in week 16? You know, have you looked ahead for, you know, this defense is going to be amazing in week 16. Should I pick it up now and drop like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Quez Watkins, but you know what I mean? Like that last, those last little danglers, you know, cause it's a weird thing picking up a DST thinking two weeks ahead. Um, things like that. Well, if you're in a tournament, well, regardless, how about this? I'm not, I'm not even regular, talking. Think about regular 15 year old. No, I Chris am. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just saying, cause I have home leagues that I've Probably done that myself. Mustache. No, not at all. all right. Um, regular home, home leagues. I'm doing that now. You know, I've looked ahead and I'm trying to add that defense now because once people get into the next week or, you know, once they hit the weekend and your team is like set up, now it's like, all right, well, hey, you know, I know I'm going to the playoffs and maybe you're the one or the two seed and you have a bye or regardless, maybe you think you're, all right, I'm going to win my first week in the playoffs. I have a good team. I want to have a, you know, a jump start on, you know, week 16. Let me look at some matchups or players or whatever. And uh, I think that's a smart way to play it. I've done it in home leagues and at high stakes level with two defenses. I uh, <coughs> I might do it for the first time ever. Um, I think you have to in this year more than ever before just because there's so many uh, – there's not so many good defenses. And you're just playing matchups uh, th- this year more than ever. Well, the, you know what it is the uh, well the most added. I mean, you're just gonna go against the Rams every week at this point, right? Like and the, most the Rams, the Texans. There, there are teams you could pick up. You, you could pick against. I mean, we touched on this last week, picking up the Packers last week and, and setting yourself up for Week 15 versus the the uh, the Packers versus the Rams. That's a good one. Nobody really wants the Packers defense because they do nothing, right? Um, and that's it. You know, I I've looked. I, I set my playoff teams up where I've got the chiefs defense weeks ago. Cause I liked how their, you know, back end of the schedule looked. And then I added, and how about this? This is funny. I don't know if I touched on this last week, but I backed up the Browns defense, uh, the, uh, the chiefs defense with the Browns defense, because I liked how they mixed and matched with each other starting last week with the Browns versus the Texans. Right. And boom, 30, 30 fantasy points at the, in NFFC scoring. Home leagues, it was 32 or 28, depending on the league. So, we, I don't know, however your scoring is. But that was a grand slam, you know? That was, you picked up the Browns' defense off waivers. They've done nothing. They've been a terrible defense all year long. And they have the game of the year on defense, pretty much. Yeah. So now you get them, and two weeks from now, you look up, and they have a good matchup, um, and you could rotate. So, just certain things like that with defenses, but you know what offense I think is going to really carry teams to championships if you have a stack of them throughout uh, these Vegas Raiders. Uh, no, but that's a good call. You know, I could see a Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, 
three-man team uh, really, uh, you know, take off. Are you writing all notes down and not listening you know to anything they say? You can, hear, you can say? hear the rustling of the paper because yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, crap, he's going to say stuff, and I haven't so, written anything yeah, down. Yeah, I know, because the listeners here, too. I got a no, Sharpie, it's, but it's going to bleed, so it's like I, I got to find my pen, and I don't know where it is. You can always tell when you're just, like, not listening. And no, I actually am listening, tell. and I can repeat everything you just said. <coughs> I'm, I'm looking for a sick. pen. I'm, capable I'm over of, here sick, and I'm dying, and I'm fighting through this, and you're not even listening, Nando. I did a two-hour show with COVID, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can make it to 11, bro. Please. My lady anyway, made me soup. She did. Actually. Yeah, I know. I know. She seems like the kind who would actually. <laughs> We're Facebook friends. For those of you who were sorry wondering. for uh, sorry for the uh, the coughing and the excessive coughing throughout the show, but you know what I'm dealing with, my friends. Anyway, so yeah, that's a good one. The Raiders and the Raiders are hot. That's right an obvious now. one. Well, that's not the one I was picking. Okay, right. Uh, well, that's why but, I picked for you. But they're really hot right now, and I could see the Raiders just reeling off wins straight through the uh, the rest of the um, the season here. You know what? Especially went... go ahead. Especially with you know they have the Rams up next year uh, on Thursday night. They're going to win that game, and uh, this team's just hot. They're playing good on both sides of the ball. But um, you know, Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift. If you get a DeAndre Swift team into the playoffs, into the fantasy playoffs, this guy just might do it again, where he just is hurt all year long, frustrated with him. Maybe you had some good, you know, late round picks that took his place throughout the season. And if you have these guys, Swift and St. Brown, let's just say those two on a fantasy roster, the the way this team is playing, okay, at home they're averaging like 30-something a game now. And, and they have a game this week versus the Vikings. The total's 52, the highest of the week. I expect it to be a shootout. Probably the most entertaining game of this upcoming week. This team's just playing great football. And Amon Ross St. Brown, I don't know how many other receivers I would take over him right now for the rest of the season. Uh, he's just that good and that consistent. And Swift, uh, he got his snaps up to over 50% this past week. Got a lot of touches. I expect that number to go up even more. You know what he can do in the pass game? Uh, even if he doesn't run for more than 30, 40 yards, he could catch seven, eight balls for 80 yards and a touchdown. I, I could see both of these guys being 20-plus points each week going forward. And if you have that combination on your fantasy championship uh, playoff team, I think you're going to be holding up a trophy uh, come week 17. Uh, you know, let me ask you this because I associate you with the guy who figured out that Jared Goff, uh, not Jared Goff, Cooper Cup got hurt. Uh, that week he hobbled off with that ankle injury, and then obviously, like two weeks later, he was done. Um, it's yeah. I'm surprising you're not a little worried about Amon Ross St. Brown. I was I was watching that game, and uh -huh. he got hit pretty hard and uh, seemed stunned or hurt or something. He, I was like, oh crap, please don't. Well, when he was me. laying, what? Yeah. Time, when he was laying on the field. Yes. That was you got the wind knocked out of him. I don't know, man. I mean, that's easy to say. You really think that happened? You, you want to say it's an ankle injury when he's no, I don't know what it on is. The, laying on the field holding his grip? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm just saying. You're usually uh, good at watch. You're the watcher. I'm well, surprised. I just told you, you know. what happened. I watched it. I saw it. I'm okay. shocked that you watched it. That's the that's the, the shocking part of it. You know, I play along not, with the caricature me. that you've painted of me. Stop but uh, I probably Stop watch it. more than you do. You told me you were watching Christmas movies when I texted you on Sunday during football. You believed it. Well, 
Of course I believe it. My job is to watch these games and then discuss them with you and Corey Parson during the day on the Better Sports Network. Fantasy exact, my man. You should uh, come on someday. Nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> now, nah, if Corey invites me on, I'll come. No, do one of those things where you breathe in your, uh, what is that, the, the Theraflu? I have no clue what you're talking about. Nothing where you hold your head over the pot. What's it called? The whatever pot? And you're oh, I did. Well, no. I mean, you know what? Yeah. We're going off top. But I did that with the chicken soup today. I don't think that's the same thing. No, I mean, you take in the chicken soup broth, like, the, you know, when it's being made hot on the stove. It helps. But trust me, I've taken every medication in the last three days as humanly possible. I'm on 10 different things. I'm all jacked up. Uh, exciting. This yeah. should be a great show then. Oh, I think we're off to a great start. I would say so, outside of those first 10 minutes when you only talk to high stakes. I didn't. I, well, listen, the high stakes crowd is like 50% of the people that listen to our show. I hate to tell you, um, but whatever. I'm not going to get into this. Listen, uh, we got a lot of issues here with Lamar Jackson owners going into the playoffs here. Yeah. Well, I mean, not if you, I mean, if you were able to. Oh, yeah, that's true. I remember I mean, we were, you were, t- well, you were talking about one of your uh, draft boards earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And I was going through it. It was one of your drafts. And I'm like, man, like, why did someone take Tyler Huntley with you know, wow. the last pick? And you said because people thought Lamar Jackson yeah. was going to hold out. So obviously that person didn't hold on to Tyler Huntley after the holdout ended. I didn't, I I didn't mean, like, say I didn't say he was going to hold out. That wasn't the reason at all. I think that was the reason strategy. you said. No, not at all. Yeah, you did. Uh, oh God. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny that you. It's funny that you bring up that strategy because that's where I wanted to head with this was. You know, throughout the throughout the year, all my Lamar Jackson teams, I would have Huntley as the backup quarterback, right? And every time I got put in like a pinch where I needed to, you know, drop somebody to for an ad because with all injuries and everything like that, I would always drop Huntley to pick up the guy. And then the following week for a dollar, I would pick Huntley back up. And I have a, a small handful of Lamar Jackson teams that are going to the the fantasy playoffs in the high stakes level. And for whatever reason, going into last week, I said, you know what? Now's the time where I need to do it again. And I picked up Huntley for a dollar in each of those leagues. Great. And yeah, it was great up until it actually, you need it. You know, that was, that was the worst Sunday I could ever recall. Nando is, you know, your Lamar Jackson teams fighting for playoff money and everything like that. Um, you know, he goes down and he gives you one fantasy point and ruins the the whole week for you. So that was a tough uh, blow for not only Lamar Jackson owners, but Jimmy Garoppolo owners. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and listen, fantasy managers are facing a lot of issues as we head into week 14 here. Okay. Not only that, like Tua is banged up. Um, you know, uh, I know I have, I got him in a, in a super flex league. Yeah, and and what do you do? He's playing a Sunday night football game. I mean, now I know it's a you know it's Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. We're gonna have more information, but hey, what what if we get to the weekend? It's a game time decision. Yeah, you know it's it's tough. So a lot of quarterback carousel here. There's not much on the waiver wire in competitive leagues or high stakes leagues at the quarterback position. So it's tough if you didn't have Huntley on your team. Uh, for a Lamar Jackson, and you have to go out now this week. And if you if your waivers didn't run somehow by the time you listen to this, 
you got to go pick up Huntley for a lot of money. He's gone. What, is, what do you mean? Oh, wait, gone? right, because it's Wednesday night. Right, right, right. I, I think like yeah. all, all my leagues run on Tuesday nights. Yeah. How much did he go for in your league? If it, you know, it already ran. I didn't look. Pathetic. Well, no, I know he went. I, I don't know how what much do you mean, the winning What do you mean was. you didn't look? Like, you didn't look at your waiver wire that ran two days ago? I didn't look at the dollar values associated with it. Hold on. Uh, I can tell you Pierce went for $7. Likely for 0 Titans for 0 Sam P. Ryan for 0 How about you just get to the Huntley? That was I can't find it. it. Oh, latest transaction. See all. Okay, so I, you know, I've never actually gone through the app to find it. Uh, let's see. Well, wow, now this is going to say how much. You're just showing how bad of a fantasy manager you are. Yeah, I'm the worst fantasy manager ever. Man, Let me tell you about the quarterbacks man. in my Superflex League. Again. Do you want to hear the choices I got to make? Yeah. Tua, Geno Smith, Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. You have all five of these quarterbacks on yeah. one team? Yeah, this team's good. You never thought about trading any of those guys? No, you know what? I, I did. Just wanted to hoard all the quarterbacks. <laughs> this is a league they don't trade. There were zero trades in the league this year. Yeah. All I got was a text from one of my friends being like, hey, trade me one of your quarterbacks or something. And you were like, nah, bro. I'm going to keep them all. No, I said, sure. Make me an offer. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you want? Desha- you want Deshaun Watson? Dude, make an offer. Deshaun Watson did not look good at all, huh? No. He really no. looked bad. I mean, I, don't I mean, know, he had rust. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we said it, a lot of people said it. I think it was more expected that was going to be the outcome. But when, when, I mean, there's rusty and then there's really rusty. And the issue now with that is we, everybody that has Watson and, and has been hoarding him um, for the last God knows how many weeks to try and unleash him. If you don't have one of these top quarterbacks and you're thinking, all right, I'm going to roll with him now come week 14 and and into the fantasy playoffs. Well, now you got to pump the brakes and maybe hit the waiver wire again, you know? Oh, dude, Um, like I'm thinking of dropping him in the Superflex League. Nah, you can't drop him. I I think I might be. I mean, like in in the next three weeks, is he really going to turn into a 28-point quarterback? Yeah, I mean, how long have you been holding him? Oh, the whole season. Yeah, exactly. So what? Based on one game, you're going to drop him? That's yeah, idiotic. I think that's fair. Yeah, no one's seen what he looked like until this one game when he looked terrible. Well, and is he really going to get past Tua? Is he going to get past Geno Smith in my starting lineup? I, oh, so you you want to talk about me talking to the one percent out there? You're talking to, you're talking about your situation? No, yeah, I think a lot of people might have held drop him. I think a lot of people might have held Deshaun Watson and been like, all right, now what? You know what I mean? Like, I got two guys who I like better all than All right, him. so to our listeners, you don't drop Deshaun Watson right, as you head into the fantasy playoffs. Don't yeah, listen right, to Nando. Right. Don't listen to anything. Is, the advice, I, hold on. I don't know anyway, if this. The same well, way he was not. rusty. The same way he was rusty after one week and one game, okay, he could start getting his crap together starting this week, okay? He's going to be in a game here. Can you hear this? seems like, and there was one specific play oh, that God. I read about. I wasn't watching the game. This is me talking. This is a recording. I watched it now. There was one specific play uh, toward the end where he made that, that long run, and he was like, hey, "Don't listen to my advice." Him to be Justin Fields. Oh my passes God! Is this a jo- Wait, time out. What? I gotta stop you right there. Yeah. I, I don't know if we can edit this, but are you serious? Yeah, you don't think so. Oh <laughs> you went God. back and tripped it. <laughs> he should be benched. Tripped down memory. Oh, I own that. <laughs> that is fine. Oh, but you know what? Here's I'll pause the thing. that. 
Good. Pause that. And yeah. then for, for all you listening at home, that was me calling Nando crazy for Justin Fields. That was after week five when he was the worst quarter fantasy quarterback and real-life quarterback in the NFL for the first five weeks of the season. I said that that week. Not only was I saying that, you couldn't find anybody in the industry that wasn't saying exactly that. Well, because you're all lemmings. Except our friend Nando here who who just said... One of his crazy things, or I like Justin Fields. I think he's good. No, be it wasn't great. crazy. Actually, I listened to that whole clip over and over again. Uh, over the last, well, every every night. This I is really helping bed. our. This is really helping our listeners for week fourteen. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Give anyway, us some more advice. Yeah, it does so, because I'm saying drop the Sean so Watson. So speaking, you you're know saying what? Don't. It, it, speaking of quarterback, yeah, exactly. So I'm. Uh, well, go ahead if you want to drop the Sean Watson after holding him for thirteen weeks. Okay, in an offense with a lot of talent around him and some good matchups in the fantasy playoffs that you can latch on to, then go ahead, depending on who you have as your starter. Okay, that's fine. But if you got a mid-tier quarterback uh, and and you want to drop Watson now, then go ahead, be my guest. And if I'm wrong and Nando's right again, I'll come back on the show and, and say it. But I don't CBS. see it that way. CBS okay. is projecting him for 22.5 points. They're projecting Geno for 20.5. They're projecting Tua for 19.9. And they're projecting... Uh, oh, okay, well, Rodgers is on a bye. So I can't speak to that. Darnold for 15.8. And Traylon Burks for 6.2. Okay. I just thought I'd share those numbers with you. They're, they're projecting Deshaun Watson against Cincinnati... For more mm-hmm. points than any of these other quarterbacks, if I optimize my lineup, they, the CBS would put Deshaun Watson as my quarterback. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all. Do you agree with that assessment? Uh, I mean, two has to play for you, and and I'd say Watson. Who's who's your third quarterback? Gino. No, I, I would play Gino and Tua. Yeah. I'd play Gino and Tua, but Watson's in a good position here versus the Bengals for his second game. Okay. Burrow and the Bengals' offense is red hot. You got to kind of play game script here. They're going to score on the Browns. Okay, they're going to put up their 30. Watson's going to probably be trailing from behind. Probably throw a couple picks. But you know what? You get the rushing yards with him. He's gonna, he, you know, he looked good when he took off and ran this past week. Maybe he just needed to get the cobwebs out for one week and, and shake it off. But anyway, you know, you touched on Fields. And Fields is an interesting situation uh topic because how many people had the lamar jackson and justin fields combination as quarterbacks yeah and and looking great now you look up lamar got hurt justin fields is on his bye my home league one of my, my big home league that's my combination lamar with fields what are you doing now i, now I gotta go to the waiver wire and and hope that i get huntley tonight or and i put in bids on other quarterbacks but i have to hit the waiver wire on a Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields combo team just to try and survive week 14. Are you, uh, in... yeah, Sam Darnold? Does he make your list? <clears throat> he's on my list, but he's like number six. Because just because there's like five or six quarterbacks available on the wire that are starting. So I had to list them all, you know, like this is the situation. Lamar Jackson owners are in. Justin Fields owners are in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the one thing about this week with buys is that the quarterbacks aren't, like, playable. You know? Like, nobody's playing Mariota, really. 
Uh, Rodgers is like, nah, not, he's not really starting for fantasy teams. Nobody's starting Matt Ryan. Nobody's starting Tyler Heineke. And nobody's starting Andy Dalton. So you're kind of getting a pass if you're in the quarterback market. But yet, like I said, now you're going to replace Jimmy Garoppolo if you were using him. Okay? And Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. So now there's three teams out there. Right? Three fantasy teams that probably lost their starting quarterback in your league. So you're all fighting for scraps on the waiver wire. And there's not much out there other than getting Huntley to replace, you know, him. Unless, of you... course, unless, of course, you're, you're, you're in the Brock Purdy um I was just about to ask you about Brock. How did you know? Oh, because that's, that's a Nando type of uh, guy. But I tell you what, I watched that whole game. Purdy... Uh, he looked. He looked like he didn't look like he didn't belong. You know what I'm saying? He didn't look overwhelmed. Uh, I tried to read into a, a lot of the things the Niner players were saying and trying to get as much info on Purdy as possible. And they all said this. You know, Debo, Kittle. Uh, they all said, "Listen, the kid was not shaken in the in the huddle at all. He 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 was fine. He had com complete control of the huddle once he came in." Uh, I think Kittle even talked about, like, you know, he called a timeout at the line of scrimmage and, like, it wasn't from Shanahan. So that, like, took balls. Um, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's, Tara, I don't think you want him as your fantasy quarterback, but in a one week fill in, maybe you, you could roll with him. Unfortunately, he has Tampa. Uh, so, no, I'd, I'd look elsewhere, depending on what's available. But, um, you know he's got to be on the list. He's he's on he's on my list, believe it or not, uh, of on this Lamar, uh, Justin Fields teams. Where do you I have him against Sam Darnold? I have him above Sam Darnold. <clears throat> That's all right. That's interesting. Yeah, this San Francisco situation. No, I I don't feel good about it. All of a sudden, you know, now it flipped. You know, I was loving the Niners. You know, uh, the last couple of weeks as we headed into the fantasy playoffs. I don't feel that good anymore. I don't know how you could. If you're first off, George Kittle, we talked about him for the last couple of weeks about how we couldn't put him in that elite tight end class of you know tight ends to trade for, just because he drops too many duds. Well, now he's dropped like three duds in a row, yeah. And and I can't see it improving. You know, it's just you got to figure they want to rely more on the run game here down the stretch. The volume wasn't there for one of these guys every week. It seems like Ayuk has been the consistent guy. Even Debo hasn't been consistent. You know, you got to drop all these guys down a peg, you know. Uh, so I'd be hesitant to start. You're not going to get what you wanted out of Debo the, the rest of the season here. So I'd, uh, I'd, I'd be trying to jump ship if I have better options than some of these guys in San Francisco. I would be I would be using them. It's such a weird, I mean, like that, that's like a team in real life. You're like, oh, great. You know, the, the Shanahan system will survive, uh, the, you know, Brock Purdy as quarterback, even if you don't like Brock Purdy. You know, that's this is a good team in real life. But you're right. For fantasy, it's kind of like, oh, man, here we go. As opposed yeah, to like, I mean, well, like you, you're relying on Debo to be a wide receiver one. You know, he was drafted in the second round. You can't yeah. look at him that way anymore. You got to look at Debo as like a wide receiver three. You know, uh, that's the way I would see it. Unless that they sucks. throw him in the backfield now, going down the stretch, and I know you know, mate, the kid Mason looks good as a backup. 
McCaffrey went back to a big time bell cow, uh, you know, um, role, but you know, he's still, he's dealing with some nicked up issues. So you don't, I'm sure they don't want to give him the ball 30 times a game, every game. I think they have their, I think they know they're a playoff team and they're going to the playoffs. And if Seattle slips up in the next week or two, San Francisco wins the next couple games, they'll separate themselves. They'll know they're getting a home game and they're going to win the West. So, you know, maybe those last two weeks of the regular season don't mean as much. Now there's rumors of Jimmy G has a chance to get back in seven or eight weeks. Uh, you know, maybe he gets back for the uh, the second week of the playoffs or the first week of the playoffs. Who knows? And who knows what they're going to do with bringing a quarterback in. So They got him. Of, they got uh, Josh Johnson. Like they're yeah. Yeah. Josh Johnson's amazing. I feel like he's been around for 25 years. Teams love, coaches love him. Teams love him. Players love him. By the way, quarterback. Now, I now you know how much I can't stand and think he's terrible. Baker Mayfield. But yeah. what was the what were the Rams doing claiming him? Rams have a quarterback. It, it, I mean, they don't have a quarterback, but why bring in? I guess we could consider Mayfield at this point uh, nope. like a veteran. But why claim Mayfield for these final five uh, for the rest of the season here? Why not just roll with Walford and, and um, uh, what's the other kid's name? I'm blanking. Uh, on his, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, how am I blanking on this kid's name? Come on, man. You can do this. Come on. Nah, I'll remember it. I'm, I got flu brain. No, that doesn't count. Anyway. You don't have flu brain. You can still name <laughs> every high stakes player ever. Anyone who's ever owned a high stakes team, you know them. You know their uh, names. I'm, I'll remember in the next couple minutes. It'll, it'll definitely pop up, but um, I don't want to get stuck on it. But regardless like you, you play hangman your, guess a couple letters and i'll see i'll tell you if you're just, right or wrong <laughs> just just tank it just tank the season and, and that's it what are you gonna bring in a baker mayfield here for i bet you just, it's mcveigh being like listen this guy was he was something. perkins is the kid's name yeah bryce perkins uh, perkins bryce perkins there you go i'm sitting here thinking of that as i'm trying to put my other thoughts together bryce perkins why not just give him the rest of the season? I know he's terrible, but I mean, whatever. Maybe he turns it around and you can say, all right, maybe he could be a backup to Stafford next year. Regardless, anyway. Well, no, what if you, I, I mean, I what if you unlock thought, something in Baker Mayfield? What if McVeigh has got this ego where he's like, I can make Baker Mayfield a stud again, and I'm going to have a cheap quarterback now for maybe. like next, you know, three years. Yeah, this maybe. This guy's got yeah. talent. And I, and I heard something about, like, you know, Stafford's career might be in doubt with this neck issue, so maybe they want to bring Baker in-house and let him uh, possibly go into next season as the quarterback if they sign him or whatever. I'm, who knows? All I'm saying is, as bad as Baker is, on a team like the Niners, and you give him some talent around him, maybe that's the type of team he could survive in. You know, hand off the ball a ton. And then just get it out real quick to to Ayuk and Debo and Kittle, somebody like that. I thought the Niners were going to make a play for him. Hey, where do you stand on Cam Akers the rest of the season? You know what? What a roller coaster it's been for this kid. But, right. Uh, he looked pretty good last week, and um, depending on your needs this week, I would get him in in a flex spot, even a, even a back end RB two. Type of spot versus the Raiders. Yeah, it's it's surprising just because, you know, 
I think a couple weeks ago when this whole mess went down and Henderson, uh, you know, got shipped out, that it looked like they were going to give the kid Kyron Williams, you know, like the majority of the touches or give him the, the lead role <laughs> and see what he had once he came off IR. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't look that way. It kind of looks now like Akers is uh, – reclaimed his role and he looks decent doing it and if you're in the market for 10 or 12 fantasy points and you're desperate at the running back spot like a lot of us are um you know what go ahead and go ahead and go do it i, I uh, start him. this this rams team does not follow logic this is the pro you know it's like what like some like like what you just explained about kyron williams right like yes. that would follow logic right or like hey cam Akers quit the team for like four weeks, they didn't trade him. Trading him mm-hmm. would have followed the logic. Releasing yeah. Daryl Henderson doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and, you know, we still know what's going on with that. Yeah. You know, And, like, the the quarterback situation, like you said, why not just start Bryce Perkins every week and see what happens and develop him a little bit? Like, yeah. no, nothing they've done this year has been like, oh, I've seen this a million times. Here's what's going to happen. And then, it do, you know, oh, Allen Robinson is going to step up now that Cooper Cup's out and he's going to get 10 targets and 86 yards and a touchdown a game. Didn't happen. I'm granted he got hurt a little bit. But, like, whatever you think is going to happen next with the Rams does not happen. Never. Under any yeah. circumstances. No, that's that's true. Um, I've given up. I don't even want, I don't want a piece of anyone on Even, it. like, Van Jefferson. You thought, like, Van Jefferson would slide in and be, like, the top target, the top wide receiver now with everybody gone. And, and it's not. It's, like, spread out. Uh, and you know who I'm frustrated with? Because I picked him up. Uh, a couple weeks back, and I thought I was lucky to get him because uh, on one of my, my best teams, uh, it's a Dallas Goddard team uh, backed up by David Njoku. So I was set all year long. I had two really good tight ends. Um, and then Goddard goes down, and then Njoku steps in. I'm like, all right, now I'll start Njoku. And then Njoku gets hurt, and I'm like, I can't believe this. I, I go from having two top six tight ends to none. And I went to the waiver wire and someone had just dropped Higby the week before. So I blew my whole fab budget on Higby because that's all the team really needed. I was set everywhere else. So I said, all right, I'm, I'm lucky enough to get a top 10 tight end. You know, Higby was just coming off some games where he was highly targeted. And I got him. He's done nothing. Yeah. Even in this offense, like even when all these guys went down, I was like, all right, well, Higby's going to get 10, 12 targets every week and just be a machine, you know? And that's all you really need at the tight end position. It, it, in a situation like this, yeah, the team sucks, but go get me six or seven catches for 60 yards a week. Get me 12 points, and I'll be happy. But I was looking at Higby because it already ran. I don't even know if I got it yet because we're doing this show after 10 o'clock in the high stakes Uh Waivers just ran, but oh, let's go, let's uh, go, let's go! Right, live look at the waivers. No, nah, I'm not going to do that right now, actually. Why? But, because I'm on the computer. I don't want to mess up the the recording. Do it on your phone. Like Long story short, but I'll make you laugh because you don't like it, us enough to do it. I'll make you laugh because it's. Uh, I'm looking at Higby's the the his past games and everything, and he had games where he had 14 targets, 12 targets, and everything, and then I noticed. Tyler Higby didn't score a touchdown this year. Still, he's got wow. zero touchdowns. Yeah. So anyway, I think we all looked at Tyler Higby all this time as like a top eight tight end, but he's not. He's just in his offense. So I, I put in to drop him, and there was one decent tight end available on the waiver wire. And when I say decent, I don't know. I can't believe it's come to this, but do you know who I bid on? 
to drop Higby for? Uh, Noah Font. No, he's probably not out there. There's no way he's out there. I'm going to kill Tommy Trimble. I can't. This is sad that you don't even get this, but Austin Hooper. (laughs) (laughs) I said his name once. I didn't say he was my boy. I said I said his name once. Austin Hooper. So I don't know. I only had two bucks left. I doubt I even got it, but. Reason why I did that, honestly, Nando, not to make this about me, but I, I'm trying to buy myself an extra three days because I don't want to start Higby on a Thursday, and then uh, that's it. I'm done at the tight end position because right. Njoku is like 50-50 probably for Sunday. So as long as I could flip Hooper for Higby, my thinking is, all right, at worst, then I start Hooper on Sunday if Njoku can't go. But if Njoku can go on Sunday, I don't want to have – I didn't want to have to be locked in on Higby on, on Thursday night. So right. kind of got squeezed with the Thursday night, uh, you know, back and forth there. So anyway, um, that's it. Do you know who the number one tight end in scoring was this past week? No, but I know number four was like Noah Font with like four for 42 Noah touchdown. Font, you know what? I'll tell you what. Noah Font, I've been picking up the last month and putting him on, on my teams as like my backup tight end. And I've been pretty surprised, pleasantly surprised with him. This past week, I started Noah Font on a couple of Joku teams that I needed replacements on. And you're right. He, you know, he gave four for 42 and a touchdown. He was right there, almost at the number one. He was right there as a top tight end. Um, It was funny. I think like five or six tight ends all finished with like 13 or 14 points. So they were all close. But the number one tight end... This past week was Cade Otten with 14.8 Oh, there you go, points. man. Finally. Finally, the Cade Otten game. Everyone was looking for. But it's that's how sad the position is, Nando, that it's – it's this is – wait, I have it here. Listen, I'm going to read off the top eight in order scoring for um, tight ends this past week. Cade Otten, Greg Dolchich. Noah Font, three. Evan Ingram, your boy, number yeah. four. Taysom Hill, who I don't even know what you consider him. Uh, Cole Komet, six. Gerald Everett, seven. And o- Okawano, uh from the uh, the Titans, the backup, which nobody played. Okay? That's how bad the Titans. Imagine Kelsey and Andrews didn't even crack the list this week. That's crazy. But those are the names. That's the tight end position. How many of those guys even started for fantasy teams this past week? Right. I can only imagine. Right. I, mean, I even gave up on Dolchich this past week. I was like, that's it, because he's been struggling. So I, I didn't even start him, and then he wound up giving 14 and a half points. But And I would roll with Dolchich. I For whatever reason, I know I don't want to hook back onto this Denver offense again, but I just have a feeling that Dolchich is, for the rest of the season, will be like, a, you know, in that top 10 every week starter range, especially now with Sutton um, having this hamstring injury. Sutton hates Russell Wilson so much. The body language, you see it every week. He's so uninterested. He just, he, this hamstring injury, I guarantee it, he'll milk it for weeks now. It's funny that Judy's been out. Sutton's been playing. It's like they playing like tag. Like, all right, now you go deal with them. Yeah. Now Sutton's out. <laughs> Yeah, Sutton's out. Judy's back. Judy is back in. It's a mess. It's, it's uh, a mess. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but what do you do, right? Like, no, what, what do you do? do? 
I picked up Jerry Judy in Elite, my dad's friends league. Uh, picked up Jerry Judy? Yeah, someone tried, someone just got so sick of him they dropped him. And but the, you know what? In a way, it's kind of like, all right, now what? You know, like, we got a good we're, we're 10 and 2 or whatever. Like, the dude's yeah, just kind of. Yeah, I, mean, I would hope you're 10 and 2 in a league that has Jerry Judy on the waiver wire. I couldn't believe it. It was very strange. Yeah. I would say so. It's you not like he situation? was sitting on the waiver wire. Someone got mad. He's like, all right, screw it. I'm done with this this entire Denver team. Eh, listen. All right. You know what? I, maybe I'm knocking it too much. Every league is different. But he was hurt. So, and, and maybe the person thought he was going to be out for four or five weeks or whatever. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. You know what situation was puzzling to me and I was caught off guard with? I was very surprised. I would have bet money on the other way. Uh, you not showing up to the holiday party tonight? Uh, no, that was a given that I wasn't. Um, <laughs> you <would've... laughs> Why don't you come, man? We yeah. had a good time. The magician, shout out to uh, Magical Katrina. She was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Shout out. Shout fantastic. out to her. Yeah. Fantastic. What'd you just do? He was all sat on a Zoom for two hours and watched the magician play cards or something? What happened? She only did the last hour. But yeah, actually. An hour? An <laughs> yeah. hour of magician? Oh. Good God. I'm telling you, man, it was good. Like, she she worked in, she had Jake do some stuff. Renee Miller was doing some stuff. Yeah. It was great. And doing it all over Zoom, you know? Nah, cool. She turned a playing card into a watch. If I didn't have the flu, I, uh, no, I just would have came up with another excuse not to go. That's all right, man. You weren't missed. (laughs) No one was like, hey, where's Vaccaro? That's fine. I don't, you know, I can, I can understand that. He must be decorating his bar for Christmas. Christmas oh, did karaoke. you see the bar? Hey, listen, we, <laughs> if you haven't, go online. We decorated the bar. As usual, we do a great job. It's so maybe you could come by for a drink this holiday season if you're allowed out this year, Nando. Uh but, all right, I'll be um, there. I've got immunity for another seventy nine days, I believe. So let's yeah. go. All right. So perfect. I'll great. be there Friday at uh, noon. Uh for okay. lunch, me and Ronus. Sounds good. Um, the come at nighttime. The place looks a lot nicer. Oh, I can't. Nighttime. I got to put kids lit to sleep up. And stuff. All right, gee, here we go with the excuses. Would you have anyway, all the, guy, are the guy bartenders all wearing Santa hats or anything? Uh, we don't have any guy bartenders a <laughs> hundred million time, but you wouldn't know that because you don't come to the bar. But well, you don't come to the holiday parties. So we're if I can, if I could get my final point out, the place looks great. We decorated it really nice with all the Christmas decorations. So anyway. Back to the actual football point before you interrupted, as usual, and drive the <laughs> listeners crazy. I was shocked that Leonard Fournette returned on Monday night and, and took over the uh, the backfield again, in a way, uh, out-snapping Rashad White, 48-33. to 33. Now, Rashad White got in the end zone. He looked good again, everything. But it, it I, I thought that... Fournette was going to take a secondary role to Rashad White, even when Fournette was healthy again. And it doesn't look like that's the case. So all of us Rashad White managers holding those lotto tickets going into the fantasy playoffs, I think we got to pump the brakes and uh, be a little worried. I thought we'd have a, have a borderline back-end RB1, high-end RB2 heading into the fantasy playoffs. And now... I think you got to look at him as just a, as a, you know low end RB two flex type. Yeah, that offense is a mess too. By the way, it really, it's so out of sync. It's just ugly. It's it's both teams actually on Monday. That was terrible. I you know that game was so bad. I was fighting to try and get through it. <laughs> like 
With the flu? I went to sleep. I was done. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, it was, it was a game this. that could have put you to sleep. Yeah. Uh, listen, I know he's on a bye this week, but I don't even know if Alvin Kamara is playable once he comes out. And if you made the fantasy playoffs as a Kamara manager, I don't even know if you could play him anymore. But that's on the Saints side. There's nothing on the Saints side to get excited about except Olave. Uh, I don't know if you have but, a choice at this point. What do you mean? Like, who are you going to trot out ahead of him? Try to and, and how about Damian Kamara? Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Are you going to say something really like that that drives the the listeners crazy here? Before you say it or no? I don't think anything more than you refusing to be helpful with your fab bids. <laughs> That's because I'm trying not to. Whatever. Anyway. Well, give what away. To, give what away. No, to, no, I'm not giving. Not giving nothing away. I'm trying to stay focused on the show and topics and information. Nobody wants to hear me go be silent for a couple minutes to go get my information on a fad pickup. Uh, like, if only cares. there was a way for like oh like you let me go edit that up. silence out. Uh, Whatever. Before it's released to the general public. All right. How about uh, anyway? You Jaylen know who else? Warren, Jalen Warren or Alan Kamara? Alvin Kamara. <sighs> Again, like I just said, you're going to infuriate the, the listeners. I want to know where. I want to know where Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren is hurt. First of all, right. Najee Harris has the whole backfield. Warren has barely played when he was uh, healthy before he re-injured his hammy. Like, what kind of comparison is that? Devin Singletary. Uh, we're not going to play this game anyway. So <laughs> I really Mike Evans. Know. Where would you sit? Who would you sit Alvin Kamara for? Who would I sit Alvin Kamara for? This is the questions that you give to me. You're the one who said it, and then you didn't give any options. I'm just, no, you can't just I'm be just like, oh, saying. I don't know. you got to think about starting Alvin situations Kamara. differently. I don't know. I'd have to go through all teams. Give me a whole bunch of options. Like, you know, I would look at Alvin Kamara somewhere it's like, hey, between. I think I'm going to cut my hair. You're like, all right, well, you're going to do with, like, what kind of style? Oh, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm just going to cut. I'm just going to say I'm going to cut my hair. That's what I it's would, like talking to you. I would have Kamara ranked somewhere between like running back 18 and 25 All right. going forward in that range. That's a better thing to say, Nando. Though not random name here. One Jalen Warren. Oh, 18. Okay. Hey, RB52. Hey, RB52. Would you start him over him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 18 to 25 means you're still starting him. So that's not helpful at all, friend. Because uh, it's a back end RB2. There really aren't more than like 30 running backs going into week 14 that are like, yeah, I feel okay about him starting. That's why I asked about Jalen Warren. Oh, my God. Jalen Warren's the guy that's on your brain this week, huh? No, he's not actually. Matt Breida? No, you know what it was? He's your week 14 Matt Breida? (laughs) I went down the games for this week, and I saw Pittsburgh. I'm like, all right, obviously not Najee Harris because everyone's starting him anyway, but what about Jalen Warren? That's how my brain works. Well, let me know if he plays. Uh, the Bills-Jets game this uh, week, exciting game to tune into. Uh, the whole Mike White phenomenon, uh, it rolls on here. And the Jets beat the Bills the first time they played. Uh, I like watching this Jets offense. Mike White has it moving. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the kid Knight, if he takes control over this backfield going forward, like Salah seems to... Um, you know, say he will, even with a healthy Michael Carter. So that'll be interesting. You might be able to play Knight uh, once again here. Uh, Corey Davis back in the mix at receiver. Oh, man. That, you know, what? I wasn't expecting what? 
Why? What's wrong? I don't think he can keep it up. He because he was like he was so Zach Wilson's guy that like that was just like a nice cut and dried thing. Like <laughs> Zach Wilson loves Corey Davis, and every time Zach Wilson's a quarterback, Corey Davis is going to get a ton of targets. And the fact that Mike White did it to him, I'm kind of like, oh man. Like obviously Corey, da- you know Corey Davis is good. He has a good season right. in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of hoping like your guy might pop a little, and that might be like the you know the corollary is that they don't I, throw to Corey Davis unless it's Zach Wilson. I, I kind of if you're talking about Elijah Moore, yeah, I was hoping that um, Elijah Moore would step up and be the number two here down the stretch to Garrett Wilson, who who by the way is an absolute stud. I. You know, two guys I mentioned already, uh, I'd be interested to see what the market is going to be on Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown and Garrett Wilson going into drafts next year. I would love to know. I I don't know if this is crazy, and I have you know, it's so early in the season to even talk about next year's draft, but I don't I don't think it's crazy to, to talk about Amon Ross St. Brown as a borderline Back end first round. I think or yeah, that's second definitely round. no, hundred percent first rounder. I think. Nah, nah. Adam, yeah, hundred percent. I, I don't know about hundred percent. Like you know, lock it in. No, lock it in. I'm just saying. I don't think you're crazy if you see Amon Ross St. Brown in like the beginning of the second round or at the turn. You know, uh, I'm just trying to go through it in my head. I, he's got to be there. He's got to be like a top six or seven wide receiver going into next year's drafts. I think he's going to be a first rounder without a doubt next year. Okay. All right. So then I guess what I'm saying is, but what do I know? A hot take. Garrett, Will, Garrett, uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Garrett Wilson's another one. I be. I can't wait to see what the market prices him at in drafts. Uh, Cause I'm definitely going to want to be all in on Garrett Wilson heading into next year. He's the real deal. And um, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess before I say that I'd, have to see what happens at the quarterback position. I might be pumping the brakes if they go back to Zach Wilson in the offseason, which I'm sure they will. Um, Why? Seems like they've had their fill. Number two, Locker number two overall pick. Lock, so was Sam Darnold. Well, he was three. Whatever. <laughs> well, he got he got his time, though. They don't uh, like him. Dude, no one in that locker room likes him. Nobody. <laughs> Dude, that, that whole team just loves him. <laughs> they do. They're all, they're all wearing his shirts and everything, but... Uh, the Jets' offense is all, is really interesting. Garrett Wilson's another player I would put in that small handful of teams that uh, of players that I'd say could be league winners here down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs. He's just pumping out big time performances. Eight for one sixty two this past week. He's got some good matchups in the fantasy playoffs. Gets targeted heavily. Doesn't leave the field. Um, you could look at him as basically a, a top twelve wide receiver the rest of the season here. So, Jets a Jets a, a fun team to watch each week. Team that I wanted to talk about real quick though was the Bills, and how this team we look at it as like this, like fantasy juggernaut offense. But here's the thing: like the way I feel about it is, this team is just morphed into like just Allen and Diggs, and like nothing else is useful. Like I think coming into the season. We were like, Diggs, big-time wide receiver one. That held true. And Allen, you know, QB one. That oh, yeah. held true. Gabe Davis. But everybody was like, Gabe Davis. James you know, Cook. A wide receiver two. Gabe Davis. Maybe even like a wide receiver, you know, like a 
Godwin Evans type from last year, you know? Yep. Gabe Davis sucks. Like, he's useless. I have a I have an online championship team. Um, luckily, it's in first place. Uh, but it's a bill stack. And it's Allen, Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Singletary as one of my top two running backs. Singletary's unplayable going forward, I think, in my opinion, after seeing what I saw out of James Cook. Because there's no way going forward that James Cook isn't like in a basically 50-50 role here with Singletary. Um, so Singletary, I don't know. Singletary could drop three fantasy points any given week. Okay, it's not like they're handing off the ball 15 times where he could get his volume on carries. Okay, so unless he falls into the end zone, Singletary, I think, is unplayable going forward. Gabe Davis is nothing more than like a flex play. Every once out of every five games, maybe he'll put together like a five for 70 and a touchdown game, but you'll have to eat all his bad games. Okay, Dawson Knox has disappeared. Yeah. You know, same thing with uh, McKenzie had the huge game on Thanksgiving, but when can you really trust him to start? So what does this juggernaut Bills offense become? Two players, you know? So I just thought it was interesting, just the way we view teams and everything. I was like, oh, we all want pieces of that Bills offense in fantasy. No. Like, I'd rather have more players on the Lions offense in fantasy right now than the Bills. How about Vegas? You know, what? Well, like you're, you're, you're basically describing as Vegas too, Compared with the Bills. Them. No, I'm saying the Bills. Like no, because the Bills have Josh Jacobs. Right, the Bills. Right, the Vegas has Josh Jacobs. Right, but I mean they have two so, players. This is a two man team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they have two. They have two players too. You're not counting Who Derek Carr, right? Who has two players? The Raiders. Oh no! Well, I mean, you know, no, I mean Derek Carr right now is a top ten fantasy uh, quarterback. I guess, like incidentally, so, no, you know, it's. Uh, I, I, see what you, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm talking like you have Allen and Diggs, and that's it as startable pieces. Derek Carr is a startable piece, okay? Um, I have a couple teams that are Carr and Adams. I, I don't have no complaint. I wish I had Jacobs, which is still the most baffling, you know, player in, in fantasy this year. How he's RB1 and, and, you know, each week turning out big numbers. So it's... Still crazy how nobody wanted this guy. And he was in the eighth, ninth rounds just sitting there as a league winner. And we just made every excuse to pass him up. I could only imagine if I went through and looked at my draft boards players that I took over Josh Jacobs in that range in every draft. That would probably make me sick. But you wouldn't know. Like, Josh McDaniels is coming No, no, listen. That that happens every year, Nando. You could look back and, and kick yourself in every draft board you look at. But, you know, it's kind of rare when a player in that mid-round range, that 8, 9, 10 round range, is the MVP of fantasy. You know, like the the guy. You know? Yep. yep. And based on what every... I remember saying to friends it, you know, during draft season as we talk about drafts and, and strategy, everything I was like, listen, I'm struggling with this 7 to 9 range round range, you know? It was like the first six rounds, I had my strategies, my players, many options, different outs, everything. And then you got into that round range of like pick 75 to like 110, I remember always saying. And it was just like a dead zone. I didn't like many running backs there, receivers. The only option was when I built teams the way I did and didn't take a quarterback in the first six rounds, I was going with a quarterback in those round ranges. And they were Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. And 
you know, Derek Carr starting to turn it around a little bit lately, but we all know what happened with Russell Wilson. But Carr didn't have a good first eight weeks of the season either. So, you know, that strategy obviously blew up in my face. But Josh Jacobs was sitting there in every draft. And if you just took that running back for depth, if you're like, all right, let me take Jacobs as my RB3 or 4 right here. Right. Boom. You know what the difference that makes, Nando? In, in a, you, you, yeah, but that funny. was luck. No one was going like, hey, sure. got to get Josh Jacobs because Josh McDaniels uses one running back like a bell sure. cow. Yeah. No, I mean, no one has ever was if you you lucked into Josh Jacobs or you got auto drafted or you got you resigned <laughs> yourself to taking him seriously. I know no I know nobody who is like nobody was. Here's on why him. Josh no, Jacobs that, will be good this year. Sure, sure, but you know it, it, it still was a league winning pick. You know, and um, it's just crazy because you know you you look at fantasy teams that are winning. And the teams that are in first and second, it doesn't mean like you go through their draft and their first eight rounds were like, oh, stud, stud, hit, 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 no butt. It doesn't work that way. Like if you look there, even my good, even my few good teams, I'm like, damn, I dropped a bomb. My best team, my best team, I drafted Allen Robinson in the third round. And I still Crazy. laugh at that. I'm like, I look at that. And I'm like, God, how does this team even this good? I drafted Allen Robinson. Imagine if I took anybody else other than Allen Robinson. Yeah, but then there would have been like be. some other pick. Would you know what I mean? Like that. Like you got to assume you're going to lose. There's going to be a bust in those first five yeah. rounds every year, no matter what. No, I know. Yeah, but yes, and but you know what I'm saying. Like you look through teams that are your good teams, your good fantasy teams, or teams that are winning. Look at their first ten rounds. They have three or four bad picks. Yeah, at least. Yeah, you know it's all about you know. You have some really good picks in the first 10 rounds. Then you mix in one or two good waiver wire ads and you hit on that, you know, 13th round good pick. You took Garrett Wilson in the 12th. You took, you know, this running back in the 16th. That was good. You know, it's different combinations of things like that. You know, I, you don't just hit home runs every round in fantasy. You're going to have misses and duds and injuries, but, you know, a simple thing like Josh Jacobs in the eighth or ninth round this year could change your whole fantasy team around. Look at uh, Greg and Tom in the NFFC. They sent a tweet out uh, today. 29 out of the 82 primetime leagues have Travis Kelsey on it. Teams that are in first place. I can see that. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, I would like to see the number on Josh Jacobs because I believe the FFPC sent one out earlier uh, the week before that said 48% of playoff teams that made it into week 13 fantasy, 48%, 48% of those teams had Josh Jacobs on, which is astonishing. Like just think that one player makes that much of a difference because it's that late in drafts, you know, right. eight, nine, tenth 10th round that could change everything around right there. Let me see. I'll check my teams right now. Like where's Josh Jacobs in this league that I'm doing really well. And he's not on any of my teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know we got to wrap up and get out of here. I just wanted to hit on one more thing because I, I was looking through some stuff and, and stats and, and everything. What'd you say? He's on a six and seven team here. Jacobs is. Yeah. Well, that guy must be absolutely terrible. I want to hear the, the want to hear the rest of this team. Yeah, real quick. Daniel Jones, quarterback. Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. This is this is lineup right now. Jacobs and Pollard, Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddle. Dawson Knox, uh, Dak Prescott in the Superflex, Cowboys Will Lutz, 
On the bench, he's got Brissett, Dalton, Melvin Gordon, Alec Pierce, Adam Thielen, Eno Benjamin, Tyler Conklin, and the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that's, I mean, I don't know what he did all year long. Powell didn't get hot until late, but, like, his bench is waiver wire material, so. Um, what can I say there? Derrick Henry, have you noticed Derrick Henry uh, has been pretty cold lately? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things like a Lamar Jackson. People are going to look up and go, oh, wow. Like, he's been struggling for a while here. Uh, Derrick Henry, his last four games, he's 11 for 30, uh, 17 attempts for 38. Now, now he did catch three balls for 79 yards in that game, so that bailed him out. Uh, three weeks ago, he did have 28 attempts for only 87 yards but did score, and then 19 attempts for 53 yards four weeks ago. So that's pretty much three out of four bust games uh, in the last four weeks. So just uh, throwing that out there, I wonder if the the tires are are getting a little uh, bold uh, as we get late in the season here on Derrick Henry after he was an absolute monster uh, for a while there in the uh, October and November months. They can't all be Deontay Foreman, you know? Yeah, your boy's got a little bit of a foot issue. I'd be worried about Dante Foreman. I was, uh, you know, he's on a couple of my benches that I'm taking into the playoffs, and I was excited to maybe get him in some uh, lineups, but I don't like him saying, no, my my ribs hurt, but my foot's much worse. (laughs) I don't know if you saw that quote. It's uh, It's all acting. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, going to have to show me here in week 14. Uh, I won't be using him in week 14, but if he gets enough play and looks good, then uh, maybe he'll be in my good graces in the fantasy playoffs. So That'd be something. Wouldn't it? Uh, we should go, man. I feel like you need... We should. Yeah. I need some um, do for my meds and uh We sleep. went over an hour. That was, a, that was a very quick hour for a guy with the flu... I hope our listeners uh, uh, stuck with us and appreciated it, and uh, we, we, we gutted it out. After those first six minutes, if you made it this far. Listen, uh... You're knocking, you're knocking those... I'm joking, I mean, I think man. it was like... I'm joking. I know, but I, I, I mean, you knock it, like, it was six minutes. I think it was three, and it was just advice to the high-stakes crowd, which I think is pretty valuable. They don't need advice. You're right, they don't. Uh, listen, if you really want to do something good this holiday season... Send a Get Well Soon card to 389 Greenwich Street, New York, New York, oh, 10013. Wow. Oh, 399 Greenwich Street. My bad. Oh, man. That's uh, such a – that's what? such a – nobody do that. Well, I think it'd be nice. Please. We get enough mail. Do you? And, and we do. We get enough mail. and Probably fan mail for the guy bartenders, I assume. Right? And I, I, we do not need that. That is it. Modern that's day it. Chippendales. But if you wanna if you wanna do some instead of giving me that card, I, I, I appreciate your well wishes. Just at Nando for the eighteen the thirteenth week in a row. Why the podcast isn't up with the rest of the athletic uh podcast and he'll get back to <laughs> you. Me. I have those answers. He'll get back to you and he'll get back to you for thirteen weeks in a row and say, I'm working on it. I'm escalating this. I'm working on it like he's done 13 weeks in a row to all you listeners. There's only so much I can only do. Only to come back next week <laughs> and not have an answer for you, not get the job done. So I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, actually. You've been telling our listeners 13 weeks in a row that you're working on it and you're going to get it escalated. Imagine that. 
and you don't get the job done. I'll show you my slacks if you want. So do that. So do that instead of sending me a get well card. But I appreciate it. You can do both. That's it. You can do Good both. luck in week 14. Make the playoffs. We'll be back here next week to uh, help you out some more, hopefully. Maybe. Probably not that you crapped on the whole audio team now for not posting things. Okay, like, hey, good, good, good season, guys. No. Drop the ball 13 weeks in a row. You deserve to get right. cold out. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a lovely uh, holiday shopping season this week. Bye. Bye.